0: The Happy Even After Podcast. The Happy Even After Podcast. Divorce sucks, but it doesn't need to define you, and it doesn't need to be the end of your story. The Happy Even After Podcast. Meet your host, Renee Bauer, an award-winning divorce attorney, peacemaker, author, and founder of The D-Course, an online divorce educational program. She's been doing this work for almost two decades, and she is passionate about helping all women make it out the other side. The Happy Even After
1: podcast. Let's jump in. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Happy Even After podcast. And I am here today with my friends T.H. and Jess. And I, you know, they have these really impressive long bios that are awesome that they're all going to go in the show notes, but let me just give you some of the highlights. So TH has an MBA in marketing, and she advanced her career at Arthur Anderson Consulting. But post-separation, she discovered that she had a talent for creating community-driven media events. And her friend, Jess, which will explain how they met each other and how they know each other is an Emmy nominated former TV producer. And together in 2020, they co-founded a community called the X experts, which is a free online resource to help women of all ages navigate their divorce. And this is a community that they wish they had during their own divorce journey more than a decade ago. So, Hey ladies, thank you so much for having us Renee. Yeah, so let's just start with like a little bit the the highlights of for each of your stories of what would your divorce story look like?
2: You go first. Okay.
0: (laughs) I feel like I first have to preface, like, our sort of stories leading up to the divorces were very similar in the sense that, you know, we were best friends, our husbands were best friends, we traveled together, our sons were born a week apart, we were engaged within a, a month of each other, married within a month of each other, and then found out 13 years down the line into our marriages within a week of each other that both of our husbands had been having affairs and they were each other's cover for their respective affairs. So this is just you know to be said for everybody out there to show that like even when you have somewhat similar circumstances on the outside of what a divorce looks like how different they are because my divorce was really amicable we didn't know about collaborative divorce 14 years ago but that's basically what my ex-husband and I had done we basically hammered out the agreement just amongst the two of us we only had a couple of meetings respectively with our lawyers we only had one meeting with both of our lawyers together. And then we were divorced and it was, like I said, very amicable. We're still close today. That's not what CH's divorce looked like.
1: (laughs) Okay. TH now you jump in. What is your side?
2: I I was married to a man who was emotionally abusive and I didn't know any of that until I've been out of my marriage. It's like I'm coming out. Not There's anything uh, wrong with that. No, thank God for it. So I was thrilled when I got the phone call confirming that he was, you know, being unfaithful that, and, and that really was not the cause for the divorce. That was my ticket for my escape. That was my ticket to freedom. That's how I kind of look at it because I was just so miserable and he just is not a man to reason with. It just, it, it was very difficult. It was four years And look, I mean, amicable divorces, collaborative divorces, all these great resources they have out there are awesome if both parties are willing to communicate Mm -hmm. and there's a basis for trust and neither of those, those things were there for me. So I was dragged through the system. I had every expert, I had every everything, and he was already with somebody else. So I was like, what is going on here? I want out. I mean, I thought you wanted out. Don't you want out? And he just wasn't leaving me, just wasn't letting me kind of move on really. So it was super expensive because, you know, time is money. And every time you talk to your lawyer and all the things that Jessica and I talk about and ex-experts and you talk about Renee all the time is your lawyer's not your therapist. But back then that was my person. Like I hired the bulldog. I told her everything. Don't you believe he's like totally the, the worst man in the world? And the truth is they don't care. But I felt like, well, I'm paying her to care. So she's going to care for now, (laughs) but that's the problem. So it was really hard, but Jessica and I had each other. So that's what's next. So I was thrilled to be out, but I had three kids under eight and was working and the kids aren't ready to move forward. Even if you are.
1: What I think you said so many interesting things here. And one of them was that you had said collaborative mediation, reaching an agreement, you can do if there's trust. But what I think is interesting about that is, Jessica, I imagine that there wasn't trust in your situation. So what do you think made that easier for you?
0: So a couple of different things. I mean, there wasn't trust in terms of, I mean, he'd obviously broken the trust, right? By being unfaithful, but I had known him at that point, half my life. And I knew that there was still a part of him that was good, he was always good to me. I mean, I can understand a people listening being like, no, he was a dick, you know, he, you know, he did that. But it's like, he was still a good person in a lot of ways. And he was extremely remorseful. I mean, it didn't matter, I was leaving anyway. But like, he definitely wanted to try to make things work. And I think he was shocked that I was leaving. And that definitely softened the blow for me. It would have been a lot harder if he had been like, you know, yes, I've been having an affair and like throwing me out on my ass, but it was kind of like the opposite. And so that helped. And again, like he was not like a narcissistic person. He wasn't looking for a fight. I mean, he was basically, look, you can't bleed money from a stone. So it's not like he gave me, you know, whatever I wanted, but I mean, definitely within reason, I was not unsatisfied when I walked away with what the agreement was. He did the right thing. If that is something that anyone can understand in this situation. He did the right thing as much of a schmuck as he is. And as much as we disagree with like, you know, stupid micromanagement things when it comes to the kids, he does the right thing in a lot of ways. And so I was able to kind of compartmentalize and say to myself, and I still do, and I say this to other people too, again, depending on the relationship and depending on the kind of person that they are, but he is the kind of person that I was able to say, just because the last two years weren't good does not negate the first 16 years we had Mm -hmm. together. We had a lot of great times together, a lot of fun, and we had a really good run, I thought. Yeah, the end of it wasn't good. But I mean, I don't know, does that like completely wipe out my entire past that I'd had? So that was sort of the perspective that I took to it. So the trust thing with the agreement, like, He was still doing the right thing during the agreement, and it worked out for me. And he, believe you me, he did not want to go to court, and he did not want to have to spend hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So he was more than happy to try to work it out amongst the two of us. The truth is, ours took two years, and it would have taken significantly less if he had come to peace with the fact that I was divorcing him sooner. Part of the reason why it took two years was because in between sessions of us sitting down to work out specifics, he was busy a lot. You know, he wasn't Mm. available here. He wasn't available there. They were very painful. You know, we would sit down at the table. We're both crying. So I feel like if we had been able to kind of get it it together. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But that was how, regardless of the trust being broken in one area, there was still enough to work with in other areas to have a very amicable divorce.
2: If he could, I mean, he would do anything for Jessica. He was my mm. best friend in high school. That's how I met. That's Jessica. how we know each other. Yeah. And he he's, would give me a kidney a, today. If I like needed one. He is a good man. He was a serial killer. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. yeah, he was, he was, yeah. but I mean, I responsibility for yeah. his, for his bad decisions. And that really makes a difference. So
1: TH, you said something that I want to go back to, because I thought this was super interesting too, is, you had a moment when you heard about the affair that it was almost like you were thankful because what I'm getting is it gave you permission to say, okay, something's broken and now I can take action. Is What was happening inside you at that point?
2: I literally told her in the first two minutes that she called me that she saved my life. She knows I said those words to her and she did. I was suffocating in, you know, guilt and uncertainty and not trusting my gut and just trying to get through my day. And I put up so much armor, so I couldn't feel anything for so many years. Just be a mom, just get to work, just wake up the next day and do it again. Mm. And, And just do that. And I was like robotic. I'm not recognizable to who I am today and who I was before. And it's a shame for me, but I'm glad I'm not in that position any further. And she really did. I mean, look, she made her choices and those are hers to make. We can talk more of those offline, but yeah, she was my ticket to freedom. I was waiting for somebody to give me something. And I think the universe just played my hand. So interesting.
1: So interesting. Similar circumstances from the outside, but yet so different kind of one, once you dig into that.
0: But that's what we talk about a lot. Like you can have, oh yeah, my sister's husband cheated on her. So like your stories are the same. Like, no, they're not. You have no idea. There's a million other factors that play into it. And that's why divorce is
2: such an individualized situation. My ex-husband, unlike Jessica's, blamed me for the cheating and the infidelity. It was my fault I did something wrong. I wasn't a good mom. I never did anything right. If I had done X, Y, and Z, then he never would have cheated and blah, 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 You know, Mm -hmm. like just, and I was kind of like, you know what? That just doesn't fly anymore.
1: I just, you don't
2: have any power over me like that anymore. What is the biggest
1: surprise for that you didn't see coming for life after divorce?
2: Good or bad? How incredibly happy I was going to be. I have never been happier and more in tune with myself and what I can do and how I can feel. Like, I don't think I would have grown as much as I've grown if I hadn't gone through that. You know, these are the positives from it. I feel tremendous gratitude really every day. And I've also learned to become very present. I was always a fixer and thinking ahead and planning. I got calendars everywhere. I got post-its up and down the walls. You know what? That's just a lot of freaking noise. And it doesn't make me productive at all. And so I really try to stay in the moment. And this weekend's a perfect example. I've not been feeling well. And it was like all-consuming, all-consuming. But I'm in this amazing relationship and I made the decision, which was not an easy thing to do, that I am going to enjoy my time today with him and we are going to binge watch eight hours and leave the house for one hour. And that's what I'm going to focus on. Mm -hmm. Otherwise I would have lost it. So being present, being grateful and recognizing my growth for me has been like the biggest reward and so biggest surprise because I'd never had that.
1: And I bet you never saw that coming when you were in the thick of it.
2: I was going through motions for so many years of just like being a mom, working. I was only me with my girlfriends. I just, I lost me. And now me is better than I've ever been. I'm like reaching my full potential. So that's the greatest surprise. Awesome. Jessica, what about you? I think I would have to say, I mean, I I
0: agree wholeheartedly with the idea of like, you have no idea how happy and free you're going to feel on the other side. Because when you first start off, it's so scary and dark and overwhelming. And unfortunately, I think for women more than men, you're worried about the financial side of things and how is this going to work? And, you know, can I make ends meet? I had a really good job. So I felt confident. When I, you know, told him that I was divorcing him, I would say though, even though I I probably kind of thought I had it in me, like, I think I've been most surprised by how strong I've been throughout. There was no, when I got the phone call (laughs) the night before the next morning, when I woke up and he had not admitted yet fully at that point, like who, who had been on the phone, but I woke up the next morning and I was like, we're getting divorced. It was like, I was settled. I was at peace with it. Mm we're leaving like the lease is up in a month. You need to move out. We're getting, and he was like, wait, wait, wait. And I just was like, no, like, I don't trust what you're saying. And I literally was starting, this was a Friday morning. I was starting a new job on Monday At that point, like the biggest job of my career to date, like running my own show at a major network and just having to go in and not be able to like wallow in what was happening in my personal life, but like kick ass professionally to be able to, you know, do what I needed to do. And I felt really good about myself during that process, if that makes any sense. Like, you know, in your in your spare time, you can feel sad and all of those things. But I felt like when I got up in the morning and I went to work. But until I came home, like I was the boss and I felt like a boss. Do you know what I mean? In every definition of that word. So I
1: feel like my own personal strength was probably one of my biggest surprises. Coming at you this spring, the She Who Wins Summit is my first live event. There is no other event like it out there. It's not a stuffy, boring conference. The She Who Wins Summit is a day-long event for women who are ready to up-level their life. This event will inspire you. This event will motivate you. This event will move you. Are you ready to supercharge your self-belief and ignite your soul? Join us. For more information, check out www.shewhowins.com. Hope to see you there. I love that so much. I love both of those answers. So now before we talk about the community created, I do want to ask you a question about letting go of anger and resentment because you both have a really good reason to hold on to it. And so often in the work that I do as a lawyer, we see people hold on to that. And we say that, and they kind of keep themselves stuck in that victimhood, which prevents them from moving forward and saying the types of things that both of you are saying. So what can you say, or what are your thoughts on letting go, on forgiving, on releasing? I think for me, Uh having not, been with a guy who
0: was emotionally or verbally abusive or anything like that. I didn't have like that side of things and I think that it was a little bit easier for me to be like I'm a catch. I have a great job, you know, I have great kids, I'm financially stable. Like I just sort of felt like I didn't have I don't know, like specific types of moments of weakness where I think that feeds that sort of, look what he left me with in this pile of nothing. Like I didn't have that specifically. So I think I was able to a little bit avoid that. But most poignant for me is that growing up, I didn't have a lot of friends whose parents were divorced at all. Only like two or three. And there was one girl who I wasn't very close with and her parents had been divorced. I have no idea what the circumstances were, but her father was really not around. And her mother was always angry and bitter. I don't even know if it was because of the divorce. Maybe that's just who her mother was, but for some reason that stayed with me forever. And I remember getting divorced and thinking to myself about this woman and thinking that is not who I want to be. And that is not who I want my kids to see. So whatever happens My kids are going to see their dad and I always friendly, having holidays together, having family dinners, whatever needs to happen, because I want them to have at least as close of a childhood experience growing up as I had with my parents together. So I was kind of able to let it go just sort of practically and pragmatically. Like this is not the worst thing in the world. There are millions of people around the world who get divorced all the time. I'm not dying. My family's healthy. Like. I just feel like I was kind of able to not harbor that anger and resentment. And honestly, that's not who I am as a person. Oddly enough, in my second divorce, when my ex-husband, there was no cheating or anything of that. That was actually a period afterwards where I was feeling more angry about the situation. And I just feel like there were different circumstances, which led me to feel like I had gotten into a situation I had not fully understood before I got married and That was harder for me to let go. And I sought out therapy after that. And I had said to her right from the beginning, like, I'm feeling angry and I know it's okay to be angry sometimes. And we're all allowed to do that, but I'm walking around with a chip on my shoulder right now. And it's not who I am. And I need to work through that. So I think that you have to be really conscious in your own mind of, do you want to be angry? Sometimes people want to be angry for a little while and that's totally, your right, but I don't. And so I think that you have to decide whether or not you want to be and then talk to someone to be able to work through it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. TH, what was your experience? Because you probably had a really good reason to be angry and hold on to that anger and point the finger. So how did you work through that?
2: I think I was more angry with myself than with him. I was disappointed in myself for allowing someone to treat me like that and for me to take it. And not stand up for myself and make excuses and lie and believe my lies and think other people were going to believe my lies. Like, what the hell was I even doing? Like the voice in my head was all screwed up. So I did have therapy right away. And the first thing that we worked on was not taking in the noise. Me learning to recognize noise versus real information like he would berate me with text messages and she goes, just read the first three words. And if it doesn't sound good, then you delete it. Just delete it. Then you're not curious about it. You're not, it's not sitting there. It's not like chirping far away. Just delete it. If it's really important, he'll call you with it or his lawyer will let you know. But that was really hard for me. And I had like a few aha moments, but therapy was so important. I mean, so important. Your girlfriends are awesome, but it's just not the same because I needed to discover myself. Like, why did I let this happen? Where did this come from? And how can I make sure it never happens again? And so it wasn't really anger. It was disappointment in me. And I think with him, it's more like regular, like, are you freaking kidding me? That's kind of what I go through. Like I don't know, once every six weeks for the last fourteen years. It's like a. Can are you still doing this? Like after all this time, are you kidding me? So the extent of his deceit, the extent of of all the stuff that he was doing, I was like, God, you couldn't just man up and say you wanted to divorce. You were with this woman for four years. Yeah. Just man up, and so all of it was really my self-discovery. So I didn't walk around angry. I honestly walked around like I had shed 50 pounds of weight and bad skin, you know, <laughs> really like, a snake. like shedding. It's like dirty skin is like scaly and gross. Like I'm good. I'm out. And I do have always had like super supportive family. I have an amazing group of girlfriends, but therapy really helped me manage myself. And like those aha moments are scary, by the way. I mean, really. So having someone there to plant the aha and then when you have it to kind of help you work through it was really, really important for me to deal.
1: I feel like someone needs to create like the the little comic sketch that you see in like the New York Times of like that image of shedding your husband as like steak skin.
2: I'll draw it for you. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So let's switch gears. You guys created an awesome community called the X Experts. Can you talk a little bit about that? What is it? And what can people go to it for? And why did you create it? We
0: created it because we literally went through our divorces at the exact same time. And at the time, no, none of our other friends were getting divorced. We were for sure the first ones. We were young. I was thirty six. Teach was 38. And as you know, when you're getting divorced, you literally don't know what you don't know. You know, you're not prepared. You, you're you just kind of throwing whatever you, you can to the wall to see what sticks. And we were so lucky. We had each other every single step of the way. And I always keep using the analogy. It's like when you have a new baby and everyone around you is like, how's the baby? And you're like, they really just want to hear the baby's great. But if you have another friend who also has a brand new baby, they're like, how many ounces did and how many hours did it sleep last night? And so I feel like It was really a lot about us having each other every day. Did you talk to your lawyer about this? Did she explain this? You know, have you thought about this? And we would say to each other, we are going to have to figure out a way to do this for other people. We're so lucky that we have each other to rely on. And it was just many years in the making kind of, and, you know, discussions here and there. And then finally, two years ago, TH came to me and was like, I'm ready to do this. And I'm like, well, then we need to do it because, you know, she had been looking around and the resources out there a lot are like dark and scary and they have an agenda. And you really couldn't find things that were purely coming from a place of like, look, we've been where you are. These are the things that you should know and prepare yourself for. Because we realized that certain things that were instincts or so we thought first steps, whatever the case may be, really weren't necessarily the best first steps to take. And we felt like there needed to be a community out
2: there for people who are going through
0: divorce or have gone through divorce or or have been touched
2: by divorce. And then the, the other piece, as you well know, like the practice of divorce is different in every state, right? So we're not getting into that. We have experts like yourself coming on and saying, these are the things you need to think about. You should write questions. You should ask this. You can fire your expert. You might not need an expert. Have you thought about your outcome? Let's work backwards. Like just to, empower women in particular, so that they have information, you know, knowledge is power. And so go in there and feel confident that you've got some reliable information to make really good choices for yourself now, instead of being swayed one way or the other. And so that's one part of it. But the bigger part, honestly, is the emotional support. I don't care if you get divorced in Hawaii or Singapore it sucks. The process sucks. If you have children, it's more complicated. So the emotional component of it is what we want to be there for you for. So the platform is aggregated industry professionals like yourself and so many other amazing you know, leaders and visionaries as far as reaching out and, and giving back based on your own experience in one place. You don't have to yeah. search everywhere anymore. You don't have to Google anything. Cause guess what? The first three pages are paid paid ads. Right. So we want to be the place that you go for all things divorce. And we're going to connect you with these amazing people, as well as real life experts, like the three of us who have stories to tell that might resonate with you. That might give you the little pickup you need in your day or the smile or the, you know what? This freaking sucks. Like we just made a playlist. We made like five playlists on Spotify. So like, in bed and binge watching, or I feel great today, or I'm freaking going out like music is healing. There's so many great resources there for you. So that's what we wanted. It's,
0: but in a nutshell, I mean, it's, it's an online digital platform. That covers everything. Divorce. It's our website, ex experts. It's our podcast, divorce, etc. It's the tips and information we offer on social media. We're starting to put stuff up on YouTube. It's basically a one stop shop, you know, destination to go for anyone who's thinking about divorce. Everything's divided into specific sections. It's really easy to navigate. If you're looking for information on family and custody issues, you go into the my family section. If you're looking for like what types of divorce should I be thinking about? You go into the, my divorce section. If you're thinking about what am I going to do about money? You look in the, my wallet section, like it's literally there for you. So rather than having to look around in a million different places, like we've got it all. And then like TH said, we're talking to people like you who have both been there and are the professional industry experts. We vet everybody before we speak to them. We're not just an online directory of like, I need a lawyer in Idaho. Everybody who's on there are people that we have spoken to that we think and know will resonate with our community. You may resonate with some more than others, and that's fine, but everybody's offering you practical information Mm -hmm. that you'll need that you can bring back to your own lawyer, to your own forensic accountant, to your own therapist, to your own divorce coach. So it's all of that information in one place online.
1: So good. And what's the website for that?
0: it's xexperts.com, but it's all spelled out. So dot com. And of
1: course, those links will be in the show notes as well. So I don't want to leave without mentioning that both Jessica and T-H will be one of our breakout session leaders at the she who wins summit coming up on April 30th in Hamden. Uh, So it's funny because when I created this event, it actually was not intended to be divorce specific. It was intended to be really for women to come together, to connect, to be motivated, inspired, and just really create a community. And when we spoke to each other, I realized I had people asking if there was going to be a breakout session or any sort of educational material on divorce And I hadn't planned it, which is crazy because this is the space that I'm in. And now you guys so graciously volunteer to run that breakout session. So I'm so psyched to have you there. So there will be a safe space that day to talk about all things divorce and coming from the two of you is going to be incredible because you've been there, you've lived it. You're the perfect addition to our summit. So I'm so psyched to have you.
0: We're so looking forward to being a part of that. Thanks for having us. We're we're really
1: thrilled. Thank you ladies so much for spending this half hour with me as always it is such a treat. You two are just shining stars and it's just a light in the space. So thank you for all that you're doing to help women going through this difficult time.
0: Thank you, Renee. That's a wrap. Link up with us at Ms. Renee Bauercom Remember to rate and review and share with anyone you think might find this episode helpful. You can change your story and live happy even after.